I'm proud of you for not being I know, prepared. I know Lauren. my type A is like dying a little bit, but <laughs> There's this death to death that's happening Uh in me right now. I feel deeply uncomfortable, but I'm here. But it's good. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. Okay, here we go. You're listening to Lead Them to Life, where it's our prerogative to explore what it means to be authentically human and fully alive. We have far more questions than answers, but believe that extraordinary answers can be found in the ordinariness of a journey. I'm your host, Emily Leadham. Hello, friends, and welcome to this episode of Lead Them to Life. I am so honored to be sitting across the table from my friend, Lauren Wolf. Lauren, welcome to the podcast. Yes, thank you so much for having me. I'm okay, excited. Tell us a little bit about yourself, and then we're going to get into your story in a minute. But just to start us out, like, who are you? Where do you live in the world? Those kinds mm-hmm. of things. Yeah, so I grew up in Sioux Falls. Um, my mom actually works for the diocese, Um and went to the, you know, within the Catholic school system here in Sioux Falls, went to STSU, came back, started my career in HR, have been in that for seven, eight years now. Um, I have a four-year-old daughter, Lena. Um, we just bought a house um, really close to my parents, so that's nice. great, because yeah. she gets to go over and see Because they're Papa like BFFs, and, yes, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. She, uh-huh, she definitely likes them more than me some days. Yeah. So it's good that they're close by. Um so yeah, so just bought that that new house. I've got um, our our little dog Teddy. Um, so we are we're really feeling settled and, and yeah. good in our new house. So, have you yeah. um, have you as you're talking about working in HR? Did mm-hmm. you see that meme uh, that was like? Uh, my workplace during COVID and it was the Titanic sinking yes. and then it was the HR office and it was the band playing yes. the string quartet yes. on the deck of the Titanic. I was like, that is the funniest thing I've ever seen. That is all, that is what every HR professional right now feels like trying to navigate all of this. So yeah, shout out to HR. Yeah, peeps. no joke, no joke. Um, well, Lauren, you and I went to high school together. Mm-hmm. We um, took some trips together. We went to yeah. Australia together. Yes. We made it to the other side of the world Uh together um and yeah kind of then went our separate ways in college and that kind of thing and it's just Mm -hmm. been really cool now both being back in the area and Mm -hmm. running into each other at different events and I always just love catching up with you um and I just think you have an incredible story to share um so I'm really grateful for you saying yes Mm -hmm. when I said hey Lauren will you come on the podcast and share your story so and and part of it was you and part of it was also Father Andy challenging I, did he say, did he? Well, him and I were talking and I was like, oh, I, I've been listening to some of her podcasts. I love it. It's great. You know, but I wish there was something a little bit more about maybe like single motherhood or yeah. singlehood in general. And he was like, well, why don't you go on and talk about it? And I was like, oh dun, dun, man, dun. I walked right into that one. <laughs> so awesome. when your priest is like kind of challenging you, you, you kind of have to accept that challenge. Yeah, so. no joke. No, especially when it's coming from Father Andy, yeah. who's like not going to mess around with you. Exactly. Kind of yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I love it. Um, okay, so maybe to start us off, can you can you share your story with us of the past uh, what five years? Or yeah, so? yeah. So um, I was 22, 23 years old. Um, had my college degree, had my second job, um, was in the adult world. Um, got into a relationship um, and saw some red flags. Got out of that relationship. Um, found out I was pregnant. And what, like right after you like ended a, the relationship, like a month after really? I ended the relationship, okay. it was very, it was very soon after. Okay, um, told him he decided to step out okay. of the situation, 
And so it was really all on me from that point forward. Um, it was very much a just a solitary decision at that point of what I was going to do um, because it was it was me and um, I hadn't even told my parents yet. And yeah, what was your first reaction? It was just like, how did I get here? This was not how I thought my life was going to go. This is not what I had planned. I'm a planner. I'm a type A yeah. person. And so, yeah, it was just really, what am I going to do? It was just so much shock. And then, um, you know, kind of slowly started figuring out my options. Um, you know, abortion was never on the table, but adoption was. And there was a couple weeks in there where I was just, I mean, I, I know I was this, you know, well off. I, I had gone to college. I had a job, so it wasn't like I was, um, you know, destitute or anything like that. But it was still just, even when you're prepared, parenting is terrifying. Yeah, joke. Um, so uh, there was a couple weeks there where I was trying, I was going back and forth with that. Um, but then I went and told my parents. Okay. And how did they respond? So um, they Wait, responded. How, my first question, how did you feel telling your parents? Um, so, so, so terrified. Okay. I, because, um, and I'll kind of get into that a little okay. bit too, of like what my mom told me, which I'm like, I so get now being a mother. Um, but yeah, I went to my to tell my parents and I'm crying to my mom. My dad's kind of sitting over on the other side of the, this couch and, you know, I'm just like, I don't know what I'm going to do. And my mom just goes, you'll move in here with us. Like, move in here with us. We will help you. We will support you. And so then I start crying more. And I'm like, I don't want to be a burden. I do not want to be a burden to you guys. I've moved out. I, I don't want to do do that to you guys. My dad got up off the couch, came over, sat on my couch, gave me a big hug, and just held me and said, you and this child will not be a burden. And it was, like, so instant um, of, like, my decision of just, like, all right, I'm, I'm doing this. I'm doing this by myself. I'm doing this with the support of my parents. Yeah. And it was just, like, such a beautiful testament and a beautiful moment of God the Father working through my dad coming in to, like, help me and reassure me and give me this just, like, overwhelming confidence of, like, okay, this is terrifying, but I can do it. Um, and so that's been like really kind of a cool thing that's happened with me throughout my story and just throughout my journey is I thought in motherhood, I was going to become really close to like, um, our mother Mary and have this, this really close relationship with her, but it's actually been, I've formed a better understanding and a deeper like love for the Holy Trinity because I've witnessed these different things of God, the father, Jesus, um, and the Holy Spirit. And one of those was when my dad came over and just held me and said, you and this child will not be a burden. What do you think it is about, because your mom said the same thing technically, Mm -hmm. right? Like you move in with us. But for for some reason, when your dad said it, it just evoked that like Mm -hmm. that, that fatherhood. What do you think is the difference? You know, I think my my dad and I are really similar, and that's okay. why like we butt heads sometimes. And mom has to be the <laughs> peacemaker. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I think when, you know, my dad, who's so much like me, like had this confidence and had this like, just like, you can do this. We're gonna do this with you. Um, it was it was just what I needed in that moment to to be like, huh, okay, I can do this. 
my family's going to help me. Um, yeah, it was it was just like a really beautiful moment, along with other beautiful moments I've I've had along this journey of of just the the Holy Trinity coming through um, and helping me along the way. So, oh my gosh! Yeah. I told you we should have brought the box of Kleenexes. I for know, this one. I know. I I got a little choked up, but Ugh. I was like, oh, hold it together, hold yeah, it together. Th- there's no <laughs> way I'm gonna make it through this one without yeah tears. Um, I want to know. You had shared with me at one point um, the the story of the night that you went into labor. Yeah. Will you talk about that? Yeah. So another just like beautiful moment um, where the Holy Spirit definitely came through. You know, I had been kind of laboring in the afternoon, but by like 10 o'clock, it was really starting to, contractions were really starting to happen. And and it was just me. Um, My parents were upstairs and I was just keeping track of the contractions by myself, you know, Um, because I told them to go to sleep. I'm going to need you tonight because I think I'm going to go into labor. So go get some rest. I'll get you when I'm ready. And it was just me and Lena sitting there um, talking and and going through these contractions. And I just kind of looked down and started talking to her. And I was just like, all right, it's me and you, kid. Like, for the rest of our lives, it's going to be me and you. And I've got you, and I know you've got me, and we're gonna we're gonna do this together. And there was just this immense calm, which does not always happen during labor. Um, <laughs> it like does not happen. And I had never done like hypnobirthing or hadn't practiced anything like that. Um, and um, it was just this. It was so the Holy Spirit coming through and being like, okay got this. So again, just another like moment where I was like, oh my gosh, like I'm, I'm having all these moments where the Holy Trinity is coming through um, or a piece of the Holy Trinity is coming through and being like, you know, you've got this. Um, so yeah, it was, a, it was a really, it was a really beautiful, beautiful moment and a beautiful start to mine and Lena's story. Do you feel, sorry. <laughs> <I know. laughs> this is going to be, this is an emotional one. Yeah. Um, do you feel like this experience or or particularly that experience mm-hmm. right of finding out you were pregnant um having lena especially that first year where there's that big transition happening do you feel like it was healing for your relationship with god oh for sure and i mean so? there's still some things within the catholic church that i i struggle with and i think i i, I always will but there was just there was so much love for this child, right? There was so much love I was having within within motherhood. Um, you know, it was just so overwhelming. And and there was so much love being poured on not only Lena, but me as well. Not only from my friends, my family, but it was like this whole new love coming from God um, as me, as a, as a mom. And, wow. and so it was just like all this love all the time when you're super hormonal. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was great, but it was, it was a lot. And yeah, I think it was definitely, um, healing and, and definitely helped me, um, not only as a, as a single woman, but as a mom too. So did you feel judged? Cause I know you, you continue to go to, to church, all mm-hmm. of that, um, and did throughout your pregnancy. Did you feel judged in that setting? Did you feel free? What was that experience? Um, no, you know, and I had people ask me that they were like, Oh, you're eight months pregnant. No wedding ring. You're, you're going to, um, church. And, uh, 
No. I mean, I had people coming up to me, asking me, okay, when you do, um, you know, you know, she kicking, you know, it's a girl. Okay. Have you thought about names? I mean, there was just all this joy surrounding it that, that I never saw any of the judgment, um, from like my, my fellow parishioners. So that stereotype of like unwed mothers, you know, coming to church and it's going to be this judgmental thing, like was just not my experience at all. I had so much just joy, which then allowed me to be super joyful too. I was just going to say, was that healing for you almost? Because it's when it's not maybe your plan or like your mm -hmm. expectation or whatever, I'm sure there's probably that like, uh, can I be excited about yes. this or like, I want to be excited, uh-huh. but kind of with this caveat of this wasn't my plan, mm-hmm. but did it just totally open you up to oh, yeah. be free? It it totally did. And and one thing too, that was, was really beautiful was again, Father Andy told me like, cause when I, you know, Andy Thuringer, yeah, yeah. Father Andy Thuringer, he told me, um, I think I was like five months in and I, I hadn't seen him. So I was five months pregnant and he, you know, he saw me for the first time. I was like, Hey, and I, was talking about it, and he just said, this is a miracle, Lauren. Like, this is so cool. You're growing a human inside you, you know? And so, like, again, to see that that joy from from a priest, like, it, it gave you a little bit of permission to kind of be like, yeah, this is cool. This is so awesome. Like, yeah. it's not part of the plan, but it's going to yeah. be awesome. Yeah. So, so yeah, yeah it, it definitely— um, again, was just one of those things that just helped me along my way to get closer and closer to a, a, a better state of motherhood. Yeah. So Lena was born. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Talk to me about that <laughs> first year, especially. Yeah. Um, you know, that was a single mom. Yeah. That first year was just all about figuring out just like every other mom. Yeah. Um, you're just trying to figure figure it out. And once you do something changes and you have to figure it out again. Um, and I was just so focused on Lena, um, that, you know, dating and anything like that was not even close to on my mind. Yeah. Wasn't on my mind in the second year. Did you struggle with friendships? You know, um, during that time, I have three really close friends who have been, Oh, like Leah, those girls. Yeah. Rachel, Kara. Yes. They have been fantastic because mm-hmm. you do see that sometimes where someone has a kid and they're all still single, young, and they're wanting to go out. And you know what I mean? Yeah. They don't have kids. Um, that was not the case. Like if we were having a, a wine night or a supper night at someone's house, they were like, bring Lena. Um, so it was always, we call our t- ourselves the gal pals and <laughs> Lena's an honorary gal pal. So <laughs> That's um, awesome. I'm just, I'm so blessed with not only a wonderful family and who was incredibly supportive, but friends who rallied um, around you. Yeah. And who didn't stray just because my life path was, was something totally different from theirs. They were like, no, we're, we're still best friends. Mm -hmm. Um, and if anything, Lena's our, our best friend now. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's, um, that's been really beautiful to, to see two of our friendships grow as we've grown into adulthood and as we're all kind of doing our own thing, we're still all really close. So, And Lauren, I have to think that part of that is your willingness and your desire to continue to invest as well. Mm-hmm. Because I think sometimes in, and this happens, right, with, with anybody, somebody gets married and starts a family and maybe their friends haven't yet or whatever, there can almost be this thing on the part of the person that's life has changed 
and not just their friends, you know. Mm-hmm. So in your scenario, you could have been like, oh, no, sorry, girls. My life is totally different. We can't be friends anymore. Mm-hmm. Obviously not to yes. that degree, but like kind of subtle variations of that. Yeah. So I have to think that that's part of you, too. I mean, yes, you have incredible friends, but also you continuing to say, hey, I still need support. I still need mm-hmm. friendship. I still need to grow as a as an individual. Totally. Has and that been difficult for you? It it has because because I'm a single parent, I have this like I feel like this immense responsibility, this immense um pressure sometimes to just be like on and in mom mode nonstop and giving Lena as much as I can give her. Um, and so sometimes my mom, my friends have to like call me out and be like, Lauren, come out with us. (laughs) You need to like come hang out with us. Um, and sometimes I'll recognize myself slipping and I'll be like, okay, I have not seen the girls in so long. I need to reach out to them because I'm just so focused in mom mode. I need my girl time. I need my friend time. And, um, yeah, but I think it's just because I'm like, I'm a single parent when I leave Lena, She's with my parents who she loves or with, you know, someone she loves, but still she's not with another parent, you know? And so then there's that mom guilt there and then there's friend guilt. So it's like constantly battling that, um, just like all moms do, but just Mm -hmm. like on a different level because I'm I'm a single parent. So um, I have struggled with that, but I I think I'm kind of starting to get the groove of it and the hang of it. Um, But if not, my... My girls or myself will will keep me in check. So, <laughs> do you feel like? And I actually struggle with this sometimes as a mom of daughters. Mm-hmm. Um, that in some ways I'm like, Claire's my my BFF. Mm-hmm. Actually, no, that's a lie. <laughs> I will say some that's days, not true. And some days, yes, your worst there, enemy. Yeah, that's a better way to put it. Like my, Claire and I are a little too similar. If you know, what my I mean. mom says this <laughs> so well. She's like. And just like just like spouses, there's some days I love you so much, but I there were some days as when you were a kid, I didn't like you. I don't like you. Yeah. <laughs> and I and, and I was like, Mom, how could you say that? And then you become mom, you're like, Oh, I get oh, it. Oh, I get it now. I get it. Yeah. You love this human so much, but in that like day, you're like, I just don't like I you. I don't like you right now. I do not like yeah. you right now. Um, how do you balance that mm-hmm. of there's this friendship there. Like she is your person. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, also you're the mom. Yeah. She's not your best friend. She's Mm -hmm. not your, you know, other half, if you will, Mm -hmm. she's your daughter. And that's a different relationship. How have you navigated that? Um, You know, I think again, because I'm the sole parent, I sometimes again, actually need to be more like um, you can't have good cop, bad cop. Right. Um, you can't have good cop, bad cop, you know, when you're a sole parent, like um, you are, you're the sole parent. And so you're the only cop. Uh huh. So sometimes you only get to play bad cop. And so yeah. that's always tough and not fun because I want to be the fun one and I want to yeah. be the the cool one and I, I can't. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean. So I, I am a little bit more of a, a parent that I'm like, I need to be on my A game. I need to be monitoring things. But I try and, and turn that off sometimes, like if we're doing a fun activity. And play. And just play and just be the yeah. fun one, the cool one. Um, yeah. Because I don't always get to, to be that. Yeah. So I'm, I'm learning more and more. 
So I want to go back to something that you said at the beginning um, that I'm really curious about kind of in this context in that uh, your dad coming in as this Mm -hmm. father figure and you really learning and and having like profound experiences with the Trinity and with Mm -hmm. God the Father and Jesus showing up and your expectation that you were going to like really grow close to Our Lady, Mm -hmm. grow close to Mary and the surprise that like, Hey, these other these other people showed up, yeah. right? Um, especially in this context of you're the only parent that's mm-hmm. there, and um, and you know that she needs a community around her. What's been kind of the role? Maybe it's your dad or of other people in Lena's life mm-hmm. that you feel like has offered, um, it, or maybe even God the Father, mm-hmm. right? That's offered some of that balance so that you're not. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that you're not kind of flying totally solo. You know, um, my my dad, my younger brother, um, um, her uncle Logie, um, mm-hmm. who they they do so much of like the 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 playing and the um, the the roughhousing, if you will. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so they have really kind of taken on that um, male figure role in her life. Mm-hmm. And I mean, she sees my dad every day. She sees my mom every day. Um, we call Logan. He's off at college, you know, every yeah. other day to to talk to him. Um, she also has a lot of cousins, my cousins who are younger, um, who, I mean, they nannied her when she was a baby. They, they babysat her. They um, include her in things, you know. So she's got this big group of cousins, aunts and uncles. Um, so there's just this like huge network that I have that I know I'm just I'm so lucky because I know yeah. not everyone has that, but I have this just massive village to raise. Totally, <laughs> my kid. And so it's so funny to like look back now and be like, oh, what am I gonna do? I I don't know. What I'm doing because looking at it now, I'm like, oh my gosh, I have all this. Like God provided love. everything. Yes, I have all this love and support. I could need for me and Lena. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I feel like there is definitely this um, balance for her where she has um, she has what she needs, you know? Mm. I was always worried about that and always self-conscious of that. Like, am I going to be able to provide um, for her not only financially? I can't financially, be a mom and a dad. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, where else am I going to find this, like, emotional, spiritual nourishment for her? And it's been within my family. So it's been just this really beautiful thing. And it's also been I know, it's also been really like emotional because I'm just so ridiculously appreciative if they knew how much mom guilt that they have relieved for me. Um just by really? being there. Yeah. Um they've just I mean, again, we all have mom guilt, but when you're a single parent, it just it's like it doubles, you know? And so they've really oh, they've taken so much. Um, off my plate and so it's like grandmas and grandpas aunts uncles cousins like heroes of the world (laughs) no joke I just Uh, I can't help but say like what a beautiful witness to what it really means to be mm pro-life too right yeah and hey life doesn't go according to plan and uh and it just wasn't it wasn't just about you having Lena it was actually the long game Mm -hmm. like we're in this with you for the long game yep yeah and you know my my mom um she she talked about later on, you know, once Lena was two, three, was like, I am so, I'm so happy that Lena is in our, our lives. You know, looking back at 
what um, when you when you told us everything. Um, I'm just I'm so happy. Like this is not what I had planned for you. And she goes, and I'm still grieving a little bit. Yeah, the life that I had planned for you, just like I would as a as a mom. Like I have this big plan for Lena, and I want her to have this yeah. this you know perfect you know life, and I want to I want all the things for her, and um, then that doesn't happen for her, you know. Mm-hmm. And so my mom's like, I'm you know I'm still grieving that, but man, your life turned out so much more beautiful than wow. I than I thought it could be, you know, because it is. It's it's. As hard as it's been, it's turned out to be just so wonderful. So I, I kind of laugh like back when I was stressed out and like, oh, what am I going to do? Because it's just so wonderful now. Um, yeah, that it's it's truly been um, the the greatest journey, the, the greatest thing God could have ever given me. Not just Lena, like that's the greatest gift, right? But how I how I got there you know, has just been really cool too. Do you feel like there's any part of you that's grieving still in the same way that your mom is kind of grieving? You know, I think at first I was, but now I I don't even, I don't even see that. Like I, mm-hmm. and, and I, and then what I do now is I, I look forward or I look into the future and I go, okay, what is my future look yeah. like what well, could look like this it could look like yeah. this and aren't both really beautiful yeah. like I've talked I've talked to my parents before um because I am single yeah. um and um I like being I like being single for right now um but I've talked to my parents about imagine Lena walking down the aisle and I'm walking her down the aisle because it's still just me and Lena isn't that a beautiful beautiful picture and a beautiful testament now imagine my future husband walking her down the aisle. Like, isn't that also a really beautiful picture? Mm-hmm. Isn't that also a really beautiful thing? And so um, looking at those two potential options of my life, potential, you know, whatever, yeah. either direction is really beautiful. One of the things that I've been pondering lately is just how opposites can sit side by side and coexist. Mm -hmm. Um, And gosh, I'm trying to think of an example. Maybe maybe this is a good one, like your mom's experience of, or your experience right away of, I'm kind of grieving this vision that I had for my life. Mm -hmm. And I'm actually really grateful Mm -hmm. for where I'm at, Yes, you know, or I desire this and I desire this other thing that's totally Mm -hmm. opposite. And, and both are great. And both are great. And that's mm-hmm. and that's a that's a gift. We'll you know? see what happens. Yeah. But both are gonna be great. <laughs> okay, can we talk a little bit more about the singlehood thing? Yes, yes. Um Yeah, I wanted to dive into that. Where where are you at? <laughs> I am very happily single. Um ready to mingle or no? Because we I might mean, have some listeners right? here. I'm just <laughs> right? saying. I'm no, just saying. I'm very open. I am open to marriage, just like I feel like yeah. Um, all single people should be if, yeah. if, if they feel they're ready, if they feel they're ready. Yeah. Um, but no, I'm just, I think just through this whole process, I've found, um, it sounds like so cliche, but I've found myself and I've become more confident. And I, In who you are. Yes. And I know what I want in life. I know what I want in a partner. I know who I am. Um, and I'm also really happy. I'm content I'm fulfilled oh, amen so so you know I know my my very 
Catholic grandmother, uh, Nani, um, is always saying, like, I'm just praying for a Catholic I'm man to come into your life. I'm Catholic man. I know. And her prayers come true. So we'll see. Um, but <laughs> she's got, like, some power, that lady. Yeah. Um, so, uh, but no, I mean, I'm I'm open to it, but I'm very happily single. And I think that's hard for some people to grasp sometimes um, because singlehood is is sometimes seen as this stepping stone to marriage and yeah. and like yes it is but it's kind of like okay marriage is the final destination and mm-hmm. and when i'm married that's then when i'll, I'll ha- ha- that's when i'll Sorry be happy you no off. you're yes, good that's exactly we're thinking the same then thing then i'll be happy then i'll be whole then i'll be content and it's like no 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 you need to be whole and happy and content with who you are and that's when you're you're ready for marriage Preach. you're not gonna you're not gonna get that way with marriage and Preach. i think that's how we kind of become as a, a like a that's kind of a societal norm too like it's kind of the the way of things of um it's just it's just kind of preached it's like no you need to be good and happy and then you know be open to that that marriage life um and being single too kind of the funny thing has made me look at marriage so differently and it's it's just like so sacred to me and i think when i was really? younger yeah when i was younger um, and I was like, oh, I want to get married and have a, it just wasn't as sacred. And now being single for as long as I have being, um, just more aware of who I am, what I want, that kind of thing. Marriage is just so beautiful, so sacred, wow. so wonderful that I, I take it really seriously. Like it's yeah. a, it's a calling. And I used to just think like marriage is, that's like something that marriage. happens to you. Yeah. Almost. Like priesthood yeah. is a calling, you yeah. know, that's a calling. No marriage is too. And so, um, again, just all of these things with age and, and motherhood has come about that I'm just so thankful or else I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have gotten here to this understanding without everything that's happened to me. And I would have gotten to this place of, I think just, I'm good. I'm happy. I'm content, you know. Did that take you a while to get there, or did that come pretty naturally? I think the first couple years I was of Lena. So when Lena was one, two, I was figuring it out. These last two years, I've, I've really. I mean, I shouldn't say I figured it out because um, in a decade from now, I'll be like, she did not have it figured out. We never Um, do. We never do. (laughs) So yeah, I feel like more and more, I'm like, oh, you know, I, I I get it now. Yeah. I'm a little, a little bit wiser, just a little bit, not, not a whole lot. Slowly but surely. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah. And, and just happier, and things are good. So when people ask me, okay, are you gonna date? Are you going on dates? I'm open to it, but I'm not actively searching because I'm kind of like, okay, for the first time, like my life isn't chaotic. It's not. <laughs> yeah. It's very just cool, calm, collective, nice, and 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 happy. Um, but then I have my friends like, yeah, but um, so sure. so um, yeah, still open, but I'm I'm good. That's such a gift, and mm-hmm. I just I wanna I wanna thank you for sharing that, and I can tell like you really do mean that. There's a sincerity mm-hmm. in it, and I think for a lot of folks, folks, who who am I? <laughs> uh, for a lot of people, <laughs> such an old yeah. like an old lady thing to say. <laughs> Oh, yeah, folks. Um, But I think for a lot of people, it can be, yeah, it can be a really difficult period in life and you can feel um, a little bit lost or a little bit like you're in the waiting zone. Uh, And so just your witness and testament to embracing this time as 
a gift and as where God has you right now and being really free in that I think is extraordinary. Yeah. And I love what you said, like being in this waiting game, like, uh, uh-uh, uh, we're in the living game. Like yeah. I'm living right now. There's no waiting. Oh, you know, let's put that on a quote. Right. Card. That's right? Good. There's yeah. no waiting. There's living right now. Yeah. Um, and, and I, and I like to tell people this so that they don't think that I'm like, you know, jaded or anything. Like I'm open to dating the, the right person. Um, but it has to be the right person because yeah. that person is not only for me, but they're for Lena too. So yeah. it's a little bit of a, little bit of a you higher, kind of a higher standard. Uh huh. Oh, yeah. for sure. So, um, you know, open to it, but it's just, um, we're good. Yeah. We're happy right now. Gosh, that reminds me. And I think I've said this on the podcast before, but my dad always said, Mary, Emily, Mary, right. Mary Wright. Mm-hmm. And and I always thought that was interesting. And I and honestly, I don't know that I even understood it until uh, until I married Matt. And it became much more clear what he was really getting at. Like mm-hmm. just marry the right person from the start. Yeah. Marry the right person. Um, don't settle. Don't lower your standard. Marry somebody that you actually like. Yeah. You know, uh-huh. like, yeah, you might love them, but I honestly think that there's a lot of people that get married and love and really do not like each other. Yeah. And it's like, marry somebody you like. Marry, mm-hmm. marry right. Yeah. I think that's so good. And that's what I, that's what I love when I hear you guys talk about your marriage. Cause like I said, I, I think marriage is just this, it's beautiful. Um, it really is. And, and so I'm seeing more things just as a single person, like outside looking in, right. And my parents' marriage and, um, some of my friends' marriage and that kind of thing, mm. where um, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have seen that before if I wasn't you know in this place mm-hmm. um, where there's some really hard things <laughs> that mm-hmm. that you go through marriage and some really beautiful things too. Yeah. Um, so I love that this podcast has has like portrayed that you know because that's like what I've been feeling and what I've been kind of coming to understand too um, yeah. in my in my single state. <laughs> I have a heart for real life. Uh-huh. You yeah. know what I mean? I have a heart for real life that uh, approaches conversations with honesty. And um, yeah, I, I just recorded a podcast with Father Andy uh, called Holiness is Messy. It may come out before or after this one. I'm not oh, quite okay. sure in the timeline on it, but um, I just recorded it with him. And that was that was our whole conversation is like holiness is messy. Mm-hmm. The journey is messy. And um, even just in this conversation with you, I'm like, dang. Like, this is holiness. Mm-hmm. This is what holiness looks like. This is what virtue looks like. This is what choosing um, choosing joy looks like. And it's just really extraordinary. So, Lauren, I want, first of all, thank you for, for sharing your heart, your story, your witness. It's This was an emotional episode. Yeah. It really was beautiful um, and encouraging and inspiring. I think and I only shed, like, one tear. That, when we, we did were, it right. Yeah. I we was did like, it right. I mean, you're, when you're a mom and you talk about babies it's gonna happen so 100 percent. okay i have one more question for you mm-hmm. so lead them to life i always say it's a place with more questions than answers and this comes from my desire to just explore the human heart and what it means to be uh fully alive um and all of those things so i want to know if there is a question that you have been pondering lately um, it's actually a, a daily question. I was like, it's not really that I'm pondering. It's kind of my daily question okay. that I ask myself and that I make sure that I do not only for myself, but for Lena. Um, today, how am I getting Lena and myself to heaven? So it's just kind of this mm. daily reminder because that's my job. That's my job 
as a mom, that's my job for, for myself. And so oh, it's this like, is the fifth time I've gotten I goosebumps during this conversation. <laughs> I think I'm, on, I'm I think I'm on my second tier now too. Yeah. Um, but it is, it's my job. And so I'm like, okay, what am I doing today mm. to help her get to heaven and to help me to get to heaven? And it just, it challenges me and it kind of keeps me like awake and keeps me on my toes. And I don't always succeed with that challenge every day <laughs> or weeks sometimes. Um, yeah. But it just, it just reminds me. Oh. Yeah. Amen. Mm-hmm. That's a great question. Lauren, thank you so much for, for sharing your heart, sharing your story, for joining me um, for this episode. Friends, I hope that you share this with literally everybody you know. Um, I think that this conversation is so needed um, across across all cultures, across all religions, across all peoples um, in how we can support moms, rally behind moms that might find themselves not where they thought they would be. Uh, And Lauren's witness of just choosing joy amidst all of it, I think is extraordinary. So I hope you share it with everybody you know, and be sure to tune in next week.